Welcome back to Study Me. I'm your host, Allie Black, and y'all know we're here with artist D Black. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about goals. So to begin, D Black, I just want to ask you if you remember the first time you were introduced to the concept of goal setting or setting goals. What? Um, I think I remember that. I, I definitely remember the first time I was introduced to the concept um, but I guess when I'm thinking the concept of setting goals, it's like, what are you thinking? You know what I mean? Like when you saying when you saying goals, I'm I'm thinking about things that you know you want to achieve, things you maybe uh, desires, dreams um, that you that are you know set for the future, maybe things that you want to accomplish, um, and so thinking about that first time that that was introduced to you um do you remember when that was when somebody said you you have to get an a or you should try to be the fastest on the team or <laughs> whatever the case may be yeah i remember learning how to roller skate in the middle of the street mm. and now and i feel like that was i feel like that's my earliest memory of not knowing how to do something and wanting to know how to do it and learning that I had to keep trying to do it in order to get good at it. Mm-hmm. So it's like instantly my mind go to learning how to roller skate, um, learning how to ride my bike. You know, so that that's it. I'm roller skating at four years old. I'm riding my bike at four, probably about to turn five. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever my mother was doing, she had me trying to figure out, like, you know, you got to learn how to do this. <laughs> like, right, you know right, what I'm saying? Like right. you got to get, keep getting up and you got to keep figuring it out and you got to do it on a regular basis in order for you to even be able to do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And do you remember like, um, was the learning how to roller skate, learning how to ride the bike? Was it, was it easy for you to accomplish the goal or did you have, did you have a hard time? Like, so, and then did that become like the foundation for you? Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, did that be, did those experiences help you as you moved forward in life? Like, was it easy? Was it? The first question, the first part of your question is what? Um, what was the experience like of trying to set those goals? Like, was it? When I was learning how to roller skate, it was hard because I remember that I was learning over the summer and the street was hot. Mm. So I was scared to fall because the street was so hot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like learning how to, you know, so learning how to roller skate on like black tar pavement street. Mm-hmm. So that made it, you know, me, my fear made it hard. Mm. You know what I'm saying? My fear of falling got in the way of me practicing mm-hmm. as much as I could have practiced right. to get good faster, right. you know, right. and not that it took me, it didn't take me a long time to learn how to roller skate. I just do recognize that the fear of falling on the hot, um, pavement pavement yeah. mm-hmm. was, it got in the way. It was like fear got in the way. Mm-hmm. And then with riding a bike, it was two things that got in the way that I could remember. I remember riding a bike and 
where my mother would start me off on the bike, it was, uh, it was, it was bushes, like on the left side of me, mm-hmm. and I was terrified to fall into the bushes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was a problem, right? You know what I'm saying? It was kind of like so that was a problem, and the fact that I was scared to fall into the bushes, I was scared to start myself off mm-hmm. with on the bike. I kind of wanted my mother to hold the seat, start me off, and then I can ride past the bushes. And then I can ride around the block a thousand times. Right. And I would never stop because I was scared that I couldn't start myself back off. Mm. So I was scared to be able to stop at anybody's house. I was scared to do anything different than ride back home. But I mean, this is me at four years old. Right. Right. Because if you stop, it's kind of like you're stuck. Right. (laughs) You can't get back home. Right. That's interesting. Did you... um, did did you like once you accomplished learning how to ride the bike and learning how to roller skate? Do you remember like the feeling you had? Did you have a sense of I did it? Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely had a sense that I did it. Um, just because it was something that I would recognize that I accomplished. Mm-hmm. And then moving forward, like okay, so that's four years old. Do you remember some of those big big goals you had? You know. Middle school. Um, not, I mean, so I, I remember big goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the biggest goal was by the third grade, I learned that I had four years perfect attendance. Gotcha. And I remember listening to a woman on the radio talk about having 13 years perfect attendance. Mm-hmm. So I started thinking to myself, like, oh, man, I want to be on the radio one day and talk about having 13 years perfect attendance. So third grade turned into probably, in my mind, like one of my biggest long-term goals or Mm -hmm. like my first big long-term goal. Mm -hmm. That's a hell of a goal. You know, so that that was something that I set the moment I realized that I hadn't missed a day of school because I didn't recognize that I hadn't missed a day of school. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I was getting perfect attendance awards, but it wasn't something that I was actually trying to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And then to be singled out as the kid in the school who hasn't missed a day since he started was like, oh, shit. I wonder if I can do what this girl on the radio did. Right, right. I mean, so it was that. I mean, I've always been into drawing and making art. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that drawing has always been a short-term goal practice for me. Mm-hmm. It was looking at something and can I recreate it or looking at the how to draw books and it starts you off with a sequence of circles and then you look up and then you then drew a bird and a horse and all this different stuff. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I probably was like embedded in, or just kind of engulfed in the practice of starting and finishing Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like these really small a lot of really small temporary goals you know Mm -hmm. i would i would describe them as things i was trying to figure out but i think at the root of it is probably that's what it is is me trying to figure out how to how to accomplish a goal right right yeah because it sounds like like you weren't consciously like this is a goal of mine and i want to achieve it exactly (laughs) you know you were just i was consciously saying this is something that i want to figure out how to do, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I was also 
you know, my, my goal was not to get in trouble. Right. You know, right. my goal was not to go to jail, mm-hmm. you know, and I, my, my behavior was trying to mimic what was going to get me that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is like a day-to-day thought. This is a day-to-day conversation, you know, right. right. my dad being in jail, people around me going to jail, you know, that was a goal of mine. You know, mm-hmm. people saying, well, I can't say never say never. I'm sitting there saying, well, I'm going to say never. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a day-to-day practice starting off as a child. Right, right. <laughs> with the goal of not to go to jail. Right, right. So, wow. So that, I mean, that brings me to my next question, which is like, do you think those early achievements and those early um, accomplishments like help shape who you are? Yeah, those 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 early achievements turn me into who, who I am. Um I've never stopped practicing those rituals. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not it's not a time period in my life where I can say I used to do this stuff. Right, right, right. You know? Mm-hmm. It's been it's been a continuum. Yeah. And it's like, you know, this you that fear that you had of falling on the hot pavement. Um it didn't get in your way. And I see that in you, like, in every fucking thing you do. You want to do the most, you know, in my mind, scariest shit. <laughs> you know, like, get on a four-wheeler or get on a lift that's 30 feet high. And it's like, you know, I'm sure you have, like, fears. Like, oh, I might fall or I might get hurt. But you still accomplish installing a 30-foot mural or you still accomplish riding a four-wheeler, popping a willy, you know what I'm saying? Or is that? Yeah, no, I think I think what happened is the more I started to see, the more I started to accomplish something that I wanted to do, I was able to start using the the, the last thing I accomplished as like my um, my confidence or my energy to attack a new thing. And I started to recognize that, okay, so if I just keep doing this, my what I'm trying to figure out, those things are just going to get bigger and they're going to get bigger and they're going to get bigger. And that's fine because I'm going to have a, a, a learning experience from the last thing and all of the things that I've never accomplished to help me go into the next thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember saying to myself in my 20s, living in New York, like I had to have a real honest conversation with myself about what I desire to have and what I desire to be mm-hmm. um, as an artist and the level of visibility that I would like to accomplish with the work that I'm making. Mm-hmm. I had to have a heart to heart, like, dude, you, this is about to be the hardest fucking shit you'd have never tried to figure out. Mm-hmm. So it was like I had to let myself get comfortable with knowing that this is going to last longer than 13 years perfect attendance. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But my mm-hmm. mind says if you can accomplish 13 years of perfect attendance starting at eight, you can figure this other thing out. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Because that was, yeah, it was, I mean, it was, a, it was, like I said, my first long-term goal Mm -hmm. so you know me being an artist and me figuring out and learning and all that kind of stuff is probably my second 
long-term goal. Mm. You know, it's like I'm, I'm, I recognize that I'm on a like a life journey trying to figure this <laughs> shit out. Right, right. And, and it sounds like um, practice and like determination is something that is really like embedded in you. And I, because when, when I think about you, I think about um, not necessarily that you've accomplished this goal or that goal, but like you're able to, you, you set out to do something and you do it, you know, and like you're somebody who's really good at a lot of things. Like you're really good with your hands. You can install drywall. You can put something together. You can take a freaking laptop apart and fix the hard drive and you know what I mean? Like all these things. But I feel like, you know, for me observing you, it's because you practice at it. You, you keep at something until you get it done. Yeah. Which I think, you know, is sometimes hard for a lot of people. Like, you know, some people, I think, discourage you know get discouraged or they get um they 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 get in their own way um you know what i'm saying they get distracted so is 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 that something that that happens for you like distractions and no i'm not easily distracted no um i can i can distract myself um but i'm not easily distracted at all mm-hmm. um I feel like I didn't try to turn being able to focus into an obsession. And what's so? What's the key to that? Like, what's what's the the key to what? How do you? <laughs> what's the key to not getting distracted? How do you do that? Focus, ignoring the distractions, recognizing the distractions, um, mm, recognizing the distractions. You know, I, I feel like I I would say that I kind of. I kind of try, I try to target what I'm afraid of, you know? So if I'm telling myself I'm afraid to fail, just rehearsing that all the time, it makes it easy for me to stay focused on what I'm doing mm-hmm. because I've convinced myself that I'm afraid to fail mm-hmm. and not that I'm afraid to fall you know, or afraid to have to keep on practicing, but like fail, like give up, like it's Mm. over, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. Like, so I make that up in my mind that I'm afraid of that. I'm afraid of quitting. I'm afraid of stopping. And I just have been telling myself that so I can use that fear Mm. that I've made up in my own head Mm. to get in the way of anything that will fucking distract me. Mm. Mm -hmm. Cause what's like, what's at the end of that? What's at the end of, you know, giving up. You mean like as an artist? Just just as an artist or, I mean, just universally. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like I don't really have a, I don't, I don't identify with giving up. Mm-hmm. You know, I recognize that, you know, it's, it's, it's only over when you quit. Mm-hmm. And not that, Sometimes you don't need to quit doing something, mm-hmm. but I recognize it as a choice, and I recognize that the the choice to to keep going or to stop is influenced by belief. Mm-hmm. So I'm always trying to 
play around in my own imagination with these different ideas of belief. Mm. So let me ask you, like, you've been at this, like, talking about your journey as an artist. You've been at it since you were a little kid, Mm -hmm. you know. So have you had thoughts of giving up? Oh, yeah. I have thoughts of giving up all the time. But what I recognize is when I had thoughts of giving up, quitting, stopping, when I hear them in my mind, I recognize that I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I've created a completely different belief system of what I'm doing and my abilities and all that, where those small little moments where I'm frustrated or I'm mad or I'm down or whatever the case is, they don't last long because it doesn't match my it ain't it ain't rooted in my belief system. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it. I don't believe that I'm supposed to stop. I don't believe the shit that that's going on in my mind at a, any given point in time. I mean, I was fucking plowing that lady's driveway on the four wheeler the other day, and once I got started, the thought popped in my head like, "Damn, why the fuck am I doing this shit? Like, I should just tell her that I'm done just because I can. Mm-hmm. I can say that." hey, you know what? You need to call somebody over here and plow this driveway out. Mm-hmm. And I used that kind of small example to say, yeah, right, dude. Fucking do this shit till right. it's done. Right. So that becomes my my pattern of belief is that even if I want to stop and quit, that I, I'm not even about to allow myself to do that because I feel like that kind of experience in that driveway, in that snow, is what I want as a part of my arsenal when I'm working on this this lifelong goal shit Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like I want that to be my habit and I want that to be my response to the thought and the idea that a nigga want to give up Mm -hmm. is shut the fuck up keep going right right that (laughs) that's a hell of a belief to have because that just means like anytime this voice or this thought you know, that says you're not going to do it. You're not going to be able to, you're going to fail. You need to stop. You have a, you have a belief that's like, nah, fuck that. I don't even believe this thought. And it made me think about your friend that one time, this might be, this is kind of funny, but it just made me think about your friend that one time who said you are like her Jimmy the cricket. Like, Mm. you remember? Mm -hmm. And she was like, you were in her head. Like, she has these thoughts of, like, quitting and giving up. And she hears you. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, that, because, I and I think that that's, I think that that's really interesting. Because I think it's because it's so rich inside of you. Like, you kind of exude that out to, to other people. Like, other people see that in you. And maybe you've given other people that advice. So, like she said, you're in her head like, no, you got to keep going. You can't give up. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And I think um, people making a lot of excuses. I mean, excuses and reasons is one of those uh, things that I've always been trying to figure out the difference between. You know, like, is this a reason that I'm saying I want to stop or is this an excuse? Mm. Well, I've told myself that look at everything like a fucking excuse. Mm-hmm. Not to even confuse myself. So even mm-hmm. if it's the real reason. I'm looking at everything that I'm saying as an excuse if that's going to make me go in the opposite direction of completing or finishing what I'm setting out to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's easy to make excuses. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I try I try to look at everything that I'm saying if I'm about to possibly talk myself out of something that I want to or have a desire to accomplish, finish, and have. I look at it as whatever I'm saying is a fucking excuse and ignore the excuses and, <laughs> you know, stay in it. Mm-hmm. Do you think you have a high bar for yourself? Totally got a high bar for myself. And in my mind, it's, I mean, it's kept me going in a specific direction. Mm-hmm. It's kept me growing mm-hmm. to have the high bar for mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my mother probably created a very high bar. I think I've been surrounded by a lot of shit with a low bar, mm. you know, and I never wanted to see myself settling for being at the top of a low bar. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because it's kind of like, oh, okay, well, I'm, I have this level of success because these motherfuckers don't got shit and I'm cool with that. Mm. you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I ain't even gonna pay attention to this world of shit that's bigger than me Mm -hmm. you know what I mean because I'm cool with being at the top of this this small shit Mm -hmm. yeah you know yeah and my mother definitely put the whole you can do anything I mean to the point where anytime I've ever asked my mom do you think I can do dot 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 she says I've never seen you not I, I've never seen something you haven't been able to do. This mm-hmm. is what the fuck she's been saying to me for 40 years. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is this exhausting or is it exciting? You know what I mean? What's the it? Um, having this heart high bar, having this determination, having this, you know, belief that you can't give up. You know what I'm saying? Is it, is, is that hard for you? Um, it's, if, cause to me, it sounds like you, you're putting in a, a lot of work. You, you know what I mean? Right. Well, I wouldn't say that it's hard for me. I would say that it's exciting. Okay. Um, me recognizing that that's like I, I got I got the energy to go, 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 go. Um, I've experienced times in my life where it was like, oh, Donald, you don't have to practice this shit no more. It's like this is who you are. Mm-hmm. me recognizing that the bar is high, me recognizing that I have no problem putting in the work has allowed me to take my time, mm-hmm. you know, and it wasn't, it, it, life wasn't always like that. You mm-hmm. know, I definitely was moving at a can't take my time, mm-hmm. you know, like on some running from death and, you know, I, I, I got to accomplish this and I got to get it done because niggas around me is fucking dying and I don't want to die and not, make it to the destination, you know, that used to be a huge, death used, was, a, was a huge motivator mm. for my pace. Mm-hmm. And then I would argue that probably finding myself living back in Cleveland, being around my dad on a regular basis for the first time, like in my life, that's the thing that I hear him saying to me when he's watching me move. Oh, take your time. Take your time. Take your time. Take your time. Mm-hmm. And I used to, and initially I'm thinking like, nigga, no, you need to, you need to hurry up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's the problem. You know, in my, my mind is saying, that's your problem. You need to hurry the fuck up. You keep mm-hmm. telling me to take my fucking time. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that to him, but that's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. But it was like, he said it so much. It was like, 
damn, I need to slow the fuck down. Mm-hmm. Like I, it was like I had to surrender to how repetitive he was saying it. Right. I had to recognize that he's looking at me when he's saying, take your time. Take your time. He's looking at me when he's saying, slow down. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is, is, is really, it, it really like level, it's like it leveled me out. Right, right. Because he's watching you rush go, yeah. and go about something in a speedy manner, you know, when yeah. you don't have to. Even, yeah, just walking to the fucking car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's mm-hmm. like... Slow down. Take your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I asked you that. <coughs> excuse me. I asked you that because I think about people who, you know, have goals, have dreams, have desires, have these benchmarks, have this, have this high bar, and they get exhausted. They're tired. I can't do this. Um, you know what I mean? But it, it it sounds like for you, you know, a way to kind of remedy that is to know that, you can take your time. You can, you know, let the, the pressure off of yourself, you know, with taking time. You can um, continue to tell yourself that this is this is something that's exciting and not, you know, daunting. You know what I'm saying? Cause yeah, I mean, honestly, <clears throat> it's like. When I when I when I think about my life, and you know, kind of talking to my dad and having a conversation with him, I can remember him saying to me that I he's like, "Man, you come a long way, son." Mm. And when he said that to me, it was like, "Damn, he really understands where I started." Mm-hmm. To me, everything that I've done, done up till now has been more than what 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 could have ever been expected mm-hmm. of me mm-hmm. and and that's and that's a that's a very settling feeling mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right right my goals don't have dates on them mm-hmm. you know i ain't I don't have to go to college for four years and go for another three years and then go for the two and then 12 years. I'm going to be the thing. Mm-hmm. That ain't really how my life been set up. It's kind of like my goal has been to figure out the next thing that I don't understand. Right. Right. Yeah. I was going to ask you that. Like, are you somebody who has this, um, these goals that you are trying to, like, do you set goals on a consistent basis, weekly, daily, monthly, yearly, you know? But it sounds like what you got going on is way deeper and bigger. It's it's it's, it's organic. You know, mm-hmm. I recognize that ain't none of it etched in stone. So it's allowed me to have a lot of flex. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, when I'm working and got assignments and projects, you know, I got little notebooks like an old ass fucking man with my checklist or what I need to get done and accomplish so I can, you know, be productive with my interactions with people mm-hmm. creatively, you know, business wise. I had those kind of checklist type of goals, but it's kind of like this, this, this understanding life, you know, IE understanding art 
and the creative process and all that kind of shit, that shit ain't some shit that you can you can't you can't crunch it into a sixteen weeks, eleven weeks, you know, mm-hmm. three quarters and four quarters. It ain't it just ain't it ain't it ain't it don't it ain't structured like that. Mm-hmm. So it's kinda like if I wanna accelerate anything that I'm doing, I just gotta focus harder. I gotta be less distracted. Mm-hmm. You know, so I can figure out the next thing that I'm trying to figure out. You know, I recognize that early in my life as a teenager, early in college, I could figure out 10 things at at once. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And by the time I'm 30, I realized I could, it was taking me longer to figure out them 10 different things all simultaneously when I can focus on one thing at a time. And then I look up and I done figured out all ten, all ten things that I was trying to accomplish way faster. Mm. It was literally learning how to fucking focus. But I feel like I've been around a lot of creative people who don't know how to focus. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm, as much as I've been an artist my whole life, I've been around creative, artistic thinkers my whole life. So I've had all these references of what seemed to be working and what seemed not to be working. Right. Right. Yeah, that's what I was going to I was going to ask you that um I was going to ask what is you know, what do you think is the the issue for for other people and you you know, you're you're continuously saying focus. You you Well, the issue is mind control. Mm. It's it's mind control. Mm-hmm. It's having a healthy relationship with your with your mind like really knowing and understanding yourself and how you work and how you don't work mm-hmm. and knowing what situations to put yourself in and not put yourself in and it's that it's like people aren't really studying people ain't studying themselves mm-hmm. to figure out how to control their thinking which ultimately is going to control their fucking behavior. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's mind control. Like I could think of 10 conversations I had recently where it's like, damn, if this nigga could just figure out how to control his mind, mm-hmm. he'd be good. But I recognize that ain't even some easy shit to, it ain't some easy shit to do, but it's something that you have to focus on. Right. And then you kind of got to get past what you think and what you feel about who you are mm-hmm. and really focus on how you can transform yourself into who, who you want to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm watching people get stuck beating themselves up because they realize that, Oh, I'm this type of nigga or I'm that type of nigga or I'm a nigga that do this or I'm a nigga that do that. And I'm sitting there like, fuck all that. That don't even matter. You recognize it, so now you can change it. Right, now you can do something about but it. But you didn't fell in love and you stuck at what you recognize. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. then knocked you off your whole rocker. Right, right. So now you can't even get to where you want to be. And now you're having another conversation with me about the same thing. You know, I'm seeing niggas on autopilot, mm. which scared the fuck out of me to be on autopilot. So either I don't want to talk about what I'm doing because I don't want to look like my perception of what I'm seeing, somebody just repeating the same thing over and over and over and over again. Like it's either I don't talk about it or I say what I want to do on purpose because mm-hmm. that also is part of my motivator that mm-hmm. I didn't share this and I didn't spoke this. Um, 
And I don't want to be somebody who is telling somebody that this is still a thing that I want and desire to to do. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I was bringing, I remember the first time one of the students came by to work in the computer lab or whatever, work on the computer. And maybe the third or fourth time he came by, he said, man, one thing I can say about you, Black, is every time I come over here, you've finished doing the last thing you said you wanted to do. Mm. And I'm like, damn, thank you for recognizing that shit. And I didn't say thank you for recognizing it, but it was like, okay, I'm not crazy. Right, right. Yeah, you, you're you at it and you're, <laughs> you are definitely, I mean, I, I witness it all the time. You're at, you're at it, you focus, and then it's accomplished. And you're on to the next project, assignment, vision, you know what I mean? And it's it's really inspiring to watch. Um, but I'm, I'm just curious, like, what do you want every day? Like, what do you want? Every day, what do I want? Um, I mean, probably just like to be one step closer to this place of being able to make art and make money mm-hmm. and facilitate what it is that's in my imagination that I'm still trying to pull out. Like, I just want to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. I just want to be able to make all of the shit that's on my mind, mm-hmm. all of the ideas and be able to financially support myself doing it. Right. right. Like that's really what the fuck I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause Yeah. <laughs> And what is a like a successful some of this stuff is cheesy, but I'm just asking, you know what I'm saying? What does a successful day look like for you? A successful day for me is you know, kind of checking off my daily routine of shit. You know, which is making something, sharing something, like getting getting whatever is in my Whatever has my attention at the time, being able to check off my mental list that I got it to the next step, Mm -hmm. whatever the next step was, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and that used to be 10 things on a list. And now it's not 10 things on my daily checklist. It's like, okay, let me make sure I'm editing one of these images that's going to be an NFT. Mm-hmm. Let me make sure I sit there and at least knock back a couple racks of balls. Let me get the podcast one step further, whether it's painting the wall or ordering the equipment or getting the cord or buying another. It's like it's it's the th- the things that I'm paying attention to at the time. I'm just trying to get them all to a next step. Mm. You know, I realized that I could stay up all night and I could try to finish it all. And then I've recognized that I'm never going to finish all of the stuff that I have a desire to complete. Mm-hmm. And when I realize that, it makes it easy for me to say, well, let me just get this stuff to the next step. Mm-hmm. And let me make sure that that list of things isn't an unrealistic list. So I'm right. not looking at a whole piece of paper of all this shit I didn't do that day. Right, right. Um, and I'm curious, like what now or in the past, what have been or what are some of the things that try to distract you? Um, 
what tries to distract me? Every fucking thing. To me, everything is a fucking distraction. <laughs> <laughs> everything, everybody. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like on some we human beings and we walking around with fucking five senses and our mind reacts and responds to any form of stimulus. I feel like every fucking thing is a goddamn distraction. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's anything that facilitates any form of freaking communication. The mm. TV, the phone, each other. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. Places and spaces. It's like the whole the whole world outside of home to me mm-hmm. is a distraction. It's like the world is the fucking distraction. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And has that has that eased for you? Like the older you you've gotten, or no? It's I, I recognize it more mm-hmm. that everything is mm-hmm. a possible distraction. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm somebody who can go to sleep in loud music and be in loud spaces and find quiet Mm -hmm. so it doesn't it doesn't bother me it doesn't make it any harder not to be distracted Mm -hmm. you know social media doesn't didn't become a new distraction for me Mm -hmm. i see it and engage with it the same way i engage with anything that could be a distraction which is to ignore that shit Mm -hmm. and yeah, so so and social media, like I kind of see, like my observation of you and social media is like you turn something that could be a distraction into a fucking tool. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, my timeline is all of the shit that I'm trying to consciously pay attention to at the time. You know, when I'm jumping on the pool table for the first time and really trying to get good, I'm following fucking pool table pages. So that's popping up. So that's feeding. The thing that I want, that I have a, my, is feeding my goal is what it's doing. When I'm sitting there playing all around with all this different portrait lighting, like that's what's popping up on the page. And then once it's a distraction and I don't, I no longer need to see it and look at it, then it's like I take that off my social media scroll. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not, yeah, it's, to me it's a, it's a digital tool and device. But like I told you before. I've been addicted to the technology. I've been addicted to the the, the light that mm-hmm. I can engage in on a regular basis before we were social on them. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a huge social person. Right. So I'm interacting with social media the way I interact with all of my life interactions, which is, you know, from the periphery. <laughs> Right. <laughs> right, right. You know, right. even if I'm in the middle of it, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like I'm the I'm the I'm the watcher. I'm the one observing. Right. Right. Is there um, is there anything that like you can think of where you were disappointed because you didn't achieve it? Yeah, totally. I mean, shit. My whole artistic journey is a fucking non-achieving disappointment. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and on, on on one level, you know when I'm looking at, I mean I'm I, I was I was the the good black kid mm-hmm. receiving all this all these rewards and accolades and shit for being the the good nigga. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And not that what I was doing wasn't good or worthy of achievement, 
but it definitely created a false reality for a motherfucker on his way mm-hmm. to an all-white college. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to sit here and say, well, we, you ain't going to get awarded shit. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't there for the award. Right. But once I realized that they was passing them out, I recognized that I wasn't getting one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was like, wow. Oh, okay. Huh. That was different. That shit was a perception shift to me. You know what I'm saying? It's on some straight high expectation pumped inside of my mind until the point I get to college. And when I got to college, I didn't think I was less than. I thought I was getting fucking cheated. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, so how did that How did that affect you? On the surface, it was kind of like, damn, something got to be wrong because this motherfucker is terrible. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Internally, it's got me in my head about what I'm making. Mm-hmm. And I'm it's trying to suppress what I'm thinking about what I'm making because it's like I'm questioning and second guessing in a in a in a different way in a way that I can't control. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like these aren't my questions to my work; these are outside questions that are being generated based on vague uh, race-based critiques. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now I'm internally trying to process fucking racism mm-hmm. right? for a long time, you know, and I'm thinking, oh, I just got to figure this out. Oh, so it's like I'm literally trusting a part of our system that is 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 um, is lying and cheating and stealing and being unfair and being racist towards me, but not seeing it as racism. Right. When I'm initially engaging with it. You know, right. so so is that. So for for that world of shit, this call for art, RFQ, RFP, apply to this, apply to that. Hell yeah, that's all been pure fucking disappointment. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm thinking I'm in the realm of art and creativity where it's all about the creative expression and who's the strongest at the creative expression. Mm-hmm. I didn't recognize that the stronger I got at saying shit that white people in the in the world doesn't necessarily want to see and talk about on a on a glo- on a very high visibility public level, mm-hmm. that that's going to be being suppressed. Mm-hmm. Right, right. See, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. It was no way to anticipate that. So it was kind of like, oh, so I've turned myself into a fucking artist that is following a system that's not trying to highlight my message right, or right. my expression. I'm extremely pleased to learn and recognize that shit, mm-hmm. but it's been a huge disappointment along the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And is that kind of how you've gotten to the path or the point where you are now, which is kind of like, fuck the awards or the RFQs, the RFPs, the submissions, This is that's that's part of how I got to the fuck the wars and the path and all that. I kind of was the kid who got in trouble for not telling my mother that I got the award or mm-hmm. I got this. Mm-hmm. It was almost like I was I wasn't I wasn't trying to be too excited about it, mm-hmm. and I don't really even know why. Mm-hmm. The whole fucking time though, I mean that's mm-hmm. something that's always been said. Why you ain't tell me about this? Why you ain't tell me about this? Why you ain't tell me use the speaker? Why you ain't tell me that you was this? Why you ain't tell me? And it's like, 
my behavior ain't got what I'm doing ain't got nothing to do with <laughs> what I'm what I'm getting from it, mm. uh, like an award or some level of accolade. Like what I'm getting personally internally is is why I'm moving creatively the way I've been moving the whole time. So the fuck the awards and it was it was very isolating when I was younger, being the one being the only boy to win this and to win that and to get the special attention and all that kind of shit, that wasn't a completely, it wasn't completely comfortable being able to see the disappointment for everybody else. Mm. You know I, what I'm saying? Yeah, I wonder, is that why? So it definitely is this, it's, it's been a, that shit don't matter. You know what I mean? And that might've been some survival shit, who knows, you know? But whatever it was, I've always been, I've always been downplaying that shit. Mm -hmm. And maybe that helped me along the journey of I'm about to be the, I'm about to feel like all these little niggas that I've been beating. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it but it definitely got to the point where it was kind of like fuck all these awards and shit because I didn't know they existed. Mm -hmm. You know, I was right. you know, my mind wasn't really completely paying attention mm -hmm. in art history class. You know, I was trying to think of what I was going to make. I wasn't really obsessing over what other people was doing and what people were making and the accomplishments of all these other artists to say, you know, when I was in high school, I knew I wanted a Guggenheim or I knew I wanted a MacArthur. Right. I ain't never, I ain't never, I, I, I ain't read, I ain't read his bio. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I ain't read the artist statement. I was looking at the work. Right. <laughs> you know, so. Right. I, I became aware of some of these things the more my mind opened up to like, oh shit, you're an artist and you need to learn the world of it and be on the, the journey of it. Mm -hmm. And then that's when that kind of stuff became like a destination where it's like, oh, I would love to have a fucking Guggenheim. Mm -hmm. I would love to have this. Mm. You know, so then I'm applying for all this different shit. And it's kind of like, you hear the story of, oh, I applied a thousand times and I did this a million times. And I just don't feel like I was bred in an environment that can completely accept having to do something a thousand fucking times. Like me doing something 999 times tells me that maybe I'm doing the wrong fucking thing. Mm, <laughs> right, right, right. To one day be the first or to be in the, 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 the fifth nigga to get some shit or something like that. I don't know. That just ain't never really... They ain't really did it for me. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, why am I at or after this thing continuously and I'm not... And I didn't even know about it. Yeah. I didn't even yeah. know that it existed. Yeah, and I'm not even... I'm only after it because the a, a distract, some form of a distraction mm. has pulled my attention to it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm supposed to be making working on the work and pushing the work to bigger audiences. Mm -hmm. And I just recognize that I'm not limited to what I was limited to in my twenties. Right. So right. I feel like I don't really necessarily have to accept what I had to accept in my twenties. Right. Right. Which is waiting to be seen and discovered and all that kind of shit. It's mm -hmm. like that shit kind of dead. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, well, I yeah. mean, I just, I really feel like it is. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like I do all of this stuff enough to just continuously engage an audience and, and build it. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody hit me with the, oh, you on that slow grind. And then it's kind of like, damn, I kind of got offended. But then it's like, well, this is a lifetime journey I recognize that I'm on. So I guess, yeah, mm. I'm on that slow grind. Yeah. Well, this is your life. Yeah, I ain't never I ain't, I ain't never about to stop. So, mm -hmm. shit, I might as well start hitting record. 
<laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, so you've, I, and that's the thing, you've turned, again, like, you've turned, you turn almost everything into a, a tool, um, a thing that's going to get you closer to, you know what I mean, this, this end goal. Yeah, I mean, my big goal, my goal is to make art and not die before I get to see the work come to fruition mm-hmm. on a large public international scale. Like, I don't want that story. That's my goal. Not to have the story of the dead 30-year-old nigga, you know what I'm saying, who mm-hmm. don't get to see this shit. Not to be the nigga who just got shot and now everybody buying my work. You know what I'm saying? Right. Not to be the nigga who locked into a prison somewhere drawing like crazy and then now I'm famous. I don't really... My goal is not to have the redemption story and not to have the people close to me trying to figure out what to do with all this shit that I've been making once I'm dead. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. So I'm trying to make sure I move in accordance to that. You know, so I don't want to be the 41-year-old dude having a heart attack and dealing with health issues and on my way and on my track of being the average black man dead at 53. Like, I don't want to die before I get to see my work do what my work is going to do. So I live in accordance to that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm on my bike, riding the bike, trying to make sure that I'm burning all of the different shit, paying attention to what the fuck I eat. Because I recognize that if a nigga ain't on a corner in jail you know, a nigga dying because of some old health-related shit. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm trying to not be ignorant to the fact that it's a it's a lot of different ways that we kind of going out early. Right. <laughs> yeah, that shit. That's real. <laughs> I mean, it's real. It's scary. You know, and a lot of people ain't thinking about that. You know what I mean? Especially the, um, you know, it's the the dying of violence, you know, the dying of uh, sort of being incarcerated, you know what I mean? And then we're not really thinking about the dying of the diabetes and the heart attack and the, you and know then I mean? I, And then I think about that slow death. I don't yeah. want to be here ignoring what the fuck I'm doing, knowing that it's kind of killing me mm-hmm. slowly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Right. Drinking. Smoking, the slow death. That's right. what I call it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like I try to pay that shit attention. I try to moderate any of that kind of shit. You know, and I feel like the closer I get to what looks like motherfuckers about to know my work, the more I cut out the things that I feel like aren't healthy for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, totally healthy, not just body any of it it's mm-hmm. like i cut it off right fuck all that shit man right losing a lot of people early yeah yeah um i'm so curious to what you're gonna say but <laughs> <laughs> this is my last question because we're almost out of time but to date what has been your biggest accomplishment damn <laughs> my biggest accomplishment to date figuring out who the fuck i am Mm-hmm. I knew it was gonna be some old deep shit. Damn, yeah. Look, <laughs> not winning perfect attendance. Oh, not nah. this. 
Like you that's know? a part of I'm, that's a part of me. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. It ain't what define me. Mm-hmm. Me, me, me figuring out who I am as a person has mm-hmm. been the biggest accomplishment. Because at the point where it popped into my mind, who am I? Was the the hardest, scariest fucking question ever mm-hmm. to <laughs> cross my mind, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. to know that that question doesn't exist mm-hmm, for me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I was doing a lot of stuff consciously trying to figure out the answer to the question of who the fuck am I? Mm-hmm. Do you think you have it completely figured out who you are? Oh, yeah. I, I have mm-hmm. it completely figured out who I am to mm-hmm. date. Mm-hmm. You know, who mm-hmm. I will be and all that kind of stuff. All that shit is still yeah. to, to come. To come. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> it's like, oh, this is who the fuck I am. Mm-hmm. And it took a, it was a whole lot of whole lot of recap, whole lot of self-evaluation, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to get there. Mm-hmm. And you're really proud of that accomplishment. Heck yeah. Of, Cause, who, of who you are. Well, cause I, yeah. Cause I, I feel like we in a, when we talk in racist environment, you know, I feel like that's what it's doing is, is, is confusing us with who we, who we are. It's the second, the, the, the second guessing of the self mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. the shit that's been driving me crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so for me to be like, oh, shit, I know who I am. You know, I've I always been this nigga. Mm-hmm. But I ain't I ain't know that. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I ain't really know what I was made of until I done had certain experiences and situations happen and had to look back on situations I've been in and look at the role that I played in those situations. And it's, it's, it's an evaluation of all of that. Right, right. And it's like, oh. I know who I am. And I feel like knowing who I am make it easy to know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And maybe that's part of the reason why people don't really necessarily know what the fuck to do because they don't know who the fuck they are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to end with. Like, congratulations because that's a big ass, <laughs> <laughs> that's a big ass accomplishment. And and to be happy with who you are. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like to be proud of who you are. You know, some people recognize like, man, I'm a piece of shit or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they, they fucked up about realizing that. And right. it sounds like you're happy with who you are and you're proud of your accomplishment of knowing who you are, which is, that's a hell of an achievement. And I feel like it's the key ingredient to being able to get this lifelong goal that I want. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I totally agree. So anything else you want to share about goals? Um, Anything else you want to say before we head out? No, I think I'm good. That was good. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And thank you all for listening. And we'll see you all next week. Thank you.